Well, good day. I'm Mark Sylvester, ambassador of 805 Connect and your host for this 805 Conversation, where we talk to fascinating people you'll want to know better. Our show is sponsored by California Lutheran University School of Management and Tolman and Weicker Insurance Services. Thanks to them both for their support and encouragement. And thanks to our podcasting partner, Pullstring Press, for this great studio. And to Patrick, my co-host. Hey, Patrick. Hi, Mark. Hey, Patrick. Yes, Mark. I'm. Uh, I'm busy I've, over here. I've, I've got a. Re- I've got a report. I. I ran some stats this stats. morning We've on the show. I, right. I love that. And uh, this la- this past uh, reporting period, top listener countries. What do you think? Topless countries. Top listener. <laughs> top listener countries. Yeah, from France. Okay. Australia, Canada, Germany, United Kingdom, and India. Nice. And Ghana coming in at number 10. I wish, you know what? I wish we were bigger in India. I f- I'm fascinated by India. I'm, I'm, I'm just kind of blown away by this. Yeah. But I'm also, so the person who has come in and listened to this show, because they heard about it from our guest, Natalie, who we're going to introduce in just a second. Okay, feel free. You're right. We're going to get there. <laughs> As if she's not um, in the studio looking at you. Go ahead. Right now. Yeah. Uh, but they may not know that we've done other shows. Oh, we have done other shows. We have done other shows. Yeah, we shows. have a bit of a back catalog. Yeah. And what's interesting is what's trending right now oh, on the shows. What and I thought, because we don't talk about that. No, right? it's rare. Right. How Design Thinking Helps Your Business, the number one show right How now. How Design Thinking Helps Your Business. Yeah, it was, oh, a, it was a good show. So go listen to that. Yeah. The next one, and I wasn't, I, I'm really glad about this, was Coffee with a Black Guy. Oh, he was a James Joyce the third. Oh my was gosh. so great. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah. a really good show. And I yeah. think what's happening is people are listening and they're telling their friends. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah. Right. So if you like this show, go tell a friend. You know, he was so magnetic and wonderful, and and uh, I just I that was one of my favorite shows we've ever recorded. Yeah, it was yeah. it was fantastic. So if you know after you listen to this, go listen to those two. Yeah, that's hey, where I'm going. Who, who do we have in studio today? Mark? We have Natalie Idell. Natalie, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you guys? And you came up from uh, the southern part of the 805 in Westlake today. Yeah, I work out of Westlake, live in Woodland Hills. Mm. And tell me about your. So we heard about you through our good friends at Hub 101 and mm-hmm. California Lutheran University. Yep. So your business is IndieU. What is IndieU? Yes, um, we are a music platform, and we connect unsigned independent musicians to colleges and college students across the nation uh, with the ultimate goal to be able to help these musicians grow and sustain a strong localized fan base. Unsigned music. So they're, yes. they, they don't, they're without portfolio. So yeah, ex- exactly. They're not signed to a major label. How do you find them? Oh my God, they're everywhere. <laughs> really? Walk outside. There's a guy right there. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, there um, was this morning. As a matter oh, of see, yeah, there you yeah, go. Yeah. No, there. You know, there's. It's interesting where the the world has gone now. You know, everyone can technically be a musician or a DJ or mix something on their laptop. So, you know, it's really endless with the amount of talent and and musicians and music out there right now. So, um, you know, we specifically target colleges. So, you know, the musicians surrounding colleges as well as students on campus that are musicians. Um, But we find that, you know, the majority of the musicians just want to connect to a college fan base and kind of grow their platform, grow their, you know, their base through colleges. So, you know, they find NDU and they're like, this is a great platform and way for me to connect to these students. So 
What's your outreach to the uh, the colleges and universities look like? Like, how are you? How are what what services are you are you accessing through the universities? Well, we basically created a rep network of students, so we have a about rep, rep rep network. So they're like college campus ambassadors. Nice. Got so it. right now we have about forty to fifty students huh. on twenty schools across the nation, um, with over two hundred and fifty more colleges interested in NDU opening up. What? Yeah, which is pretty cool. Um, so basically, these students work with us as our, you know, promoting the brand on right, campus, right. Um, getting users signed up. They actively, through their platform, are able to sign up artists. So, you know, kind of like I discovered this musician, like A&R, like kind of teaching some A&R skills in right. that sense. And for those who you, don't know what A&R yeah. is. It's artists and repertoire. So basically, in a record label, there will be a team of A&R people who are responsible for discovering the next big thing. Yeah, basically. You have 40 talent scouts out there just searching for the... God, that sounds yeah, great. Yeah, so that's where we're at right now. Um, and, you know, they have all these students, because they're, they go to school, they have connections with the campus radio station or the, the record label on campus or the record recording studio on campus. So it's pretty cool to be able to tap directly into the campuses in a very organic way rather than having come from, like, the top down, like, coming from the actual, like, head of the university. We don't have deals with you know, the actual university. It's with right. the students that want right. to be a part of this. You're, do you, do, do your A&R, what do you call them? The 40 student reps? Over there? I call them campus reps. Campus, campus reps. reps. Yeah. Do they, do they pitch people to you? So do they pitch a band to you? Like oh, I was, I was at this, you know, I was at this co-op the other night and I heard of this band and I, I want, I want you to listen to them and that's how they move forward. Or how, or how do does, they just go sign up? Yeah. How does a campus rep push forward a band that they really believe into you? So right now I, I do create a relationship with these reps. So, you know, many of them reach out to me, just say, Hey, what do you think about this band? Or, or how can I promote this artist on campus and they'll come to me with those questions and I'm able to work directly with them. But we've created the platform in a way where a rep profile, because I really wanted to make it easy for them and basically say, you find an artist that you believe in, you can sign them up through your platform. So mm. under their platform, there's discovered artists and you can see all the artists that these reps are finding. It's like a staff pick. Exactly. And yeah. um, mm. we can get into it later, but we are building out this entire revamp to the website. And it's a whole upgrade to what we've already done. And we're adding in a uh, ticketing, booking, event creation aspect. Wow. Um, yeah, which is really exciting. We actually just finished the entire clickable prototype with my UI UX designer last night. Great. Really late. So, nice. <laughs> so that's good. Um, so you're saying like if I was – if I'm a uh, – so – if I like Reggie's picks, I might go through and see all of the ones that Reggie set up. And then simultaneously, there's going to be that's going to then lead me to this. Oh, and these three acts have shows coming up and I can buy tickets for Ex these shows. Exactly. Amazing. So what we're doing is even another like step further than that. These reps, the artists that they find and discover, they are going to be generating a piece of revenue from whatever that artist does through NDU's platform. Ooh. So you're basically becoming their Ooh. finder. Right. You know, like a finder's fee. So you're right. adding all these musicians to the platform. You can create your own event and book your musicians in your parties. Blast out tickets that way. Or maybe you're friends with the kid that's the head of uh, Phi Delta Theta fraternity or something. Right. And right. they're throwing right. a party and you're like, dude, you got to get my artist. This guy's going to be awesome. You know, you got 500 people coming. Because now he gets a taste of that. Scout and then he gets, right. he'll manager, get right. a percentage right. of what that artist generates through the NDU platform. Huh. So we're kind of giving the reps. Right now, it's it's base level. So it's discovering, signing them up. Next level, it's going to be cool. You discovered them. You signed them up. 
now get these artists out there playing in shows, generating revenue, and you're going to, you know, benefit from mature from relationship all. with them. So how do you? So I'm gonna. So how do you keep this in the spirit of indie and less big music mm-hmm. in terms of contracts and mm-hmm. legal and all of that kind of stuff? How have you, how have you optimized that so the experience of doing this is mm-hmm. feels on brand for you? Yeah. Well, all the musicians were very specific with that we'd only work with independent unsigned musicians. So no artists that are signed to major labels. Like if well, they the want to eventually let you. No, we wouldn't. But I've have been approached by Universal Music, and I did go to their offices, and they brought it's me. Fun in. Dr- it's fun to to have drinks and whatever they offer. <laughs> yeah, like they're, you know, I took crackers and more poo more poo yeah. I was please. like, why do you guys have me here? But yeah. no, I met with Universal Music, which was awesome because you know, you know, record labels are in this this weird funk right now, and it's like, well, yeah. what what's our next move? How are we gonna be cool and organic and grow our artists through? a very popular demographic, which is the college demographic. Of course. So, you know, they saw what we were doing and they started watching into you and they were like, well, what are they doing? Why why are they able to do it? And it's a simple, you know, response. It's because these are unsigned musicians. They're still cool. They're still indie. They're not signed to universal music. They're authentic. Yeah. But it's so, it's so funny because at the same time, every artist is trying to get signed to are. universal sure. music. So it's sure. like, but then the artists that are signed will, won't say they're signed. Because they're like, no, 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 we're cool. I'm so cool. We're indie. We're, you know what I mean? So it's a very fine line. So when I, I talked to them, I, you know, I had to be sure. I was like, look, I don't know how we'd be able to work together because I need to keep it very indie. You well, know what I mean? You'd have to branch, right? You'd have to say, like, these yeah, are indie it, artists. It would have then, to be very, you know, specific with who's what. These are our enterprise Did, artists that yeah. we send forward. Is there a, a, a trust factor, let's say, with your listeners? Like, I know I'm listening to the sense. I'm listening to the next big thing before they become the next big thing. And that if you crossed that line, then you might lo- you might lose your cred with your fan base. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think that because the, the students that we are targeted in the demographic that's into un, under, unheard music, you know, if you start throwing, you know, Justin Bieber in there, it's going to be, well, what is this? Like, then it's just like every other music blog. It's just How like every other music yeah, platform. Right. So, you know, I can't say, Selena Gomez, don't sign up to Indie You. You know what I mean? Don't sign up and don't create a platform and don't book college shows. But at the same How time, hot would that be? I know, right? But at the same time, we only focus and promote the unsigned. So we have a, like a digital music magazine. It's really awesome. I don't oh, know do if you've you? seen it. Yeah, it's so cool. We just launched the second issue. Uh, yes, two days ago. Patrick, have you noticed how excited she is about this? Oh my god! It's as if she really cares. I know. Oh, yeah. It's weird, yeah. huh? Yeah. Right. I actually care. No, that's from that, uh, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> that's what happens when you're trying to push out a new release at three in the morning, mm. and you're clicking everything. And you <laughs> and show up for an early works. morning podcast. And it works. Yes, and it works. No, but but like what I'm trying to say is like so the every artist that you see in this this magazine, I've you know me and my team have handpicked. Okay, we think these guys are super talented. We right. want to display right. them. Right. Um, and the so for instance on the the issue we just put out Fillmore he's a country artist Garrett my brother he actually met him in Nashville um, he's a country artist um, in Nashville and he's like you know ten thousand followers range ten fifteen thousand so he's like an indie artist but he's kind of getting up there is that a good number I don't know numbers. oh yeah no that's 10, a, that's a great a, I mean that's a great ten thousand organically created yeah. followers no that's right. awesome yeah, that's okay great. it's yeah. awesome. So it's cool to be able to display him because I feel like very soon he could pop off 
you know, become the next Sa- Sam Smith or some. Or was that his name? Yeah, Sam yeah. Hunt. Look at you, country not artist. Not Sam Hunt. Sam, his one name's Sam Sam's. Hunt. Now um, one of those Sams was like twenty. I'm curious about. I'm curious about like a Chance the Rapper. Yes. And his career, like Joey Perp, mm-hmm. how their kind of their their experience has been like. We already get all the downloads we need from 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 platforms like yours uh, into you, and and so we don't really need to sign. We don't have any. All signing's going to do is 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 the big label is going to take a percentage of what I make right mm-hmm. now. Why? Yep. What? If I've already got a big strong following, why mm-hmm. would I need to sign up? So that's really a, you're part of the trend of moving forward of saying like the big label we might not ever you people could be with you for 20 years and not ever need to sign exactly and that's kind of what we're going for with the upgrade and you know the partnerships that we're creating we're trying to create a a one-stop shop for an independent musician you know you come to us you know all the where your fans located where do you need a tour book your tour Mm. music publishing marketing advertising whatever that may be we're trying to incorporate all that into a one-stop shop for independent musicians and it's exactly it whenever somebody asks me like why did you create this company? When I was a uh, junior in college, so it was f- four years ago, I think. You don't, you don't have to age four yourself. Years. It's fine. <laughs> I'm so old, guys. <laughs> in, the, in the indie music business? You're, yeah, oh you are. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I'm, try- I'm trying to stay Dinosaur. hip and cool with my yeah. college like, no. press. I'm like, so guys, what's... What's new? What's yeah. happening? <laughs> you should be like, oh, when I was a junior, like, I don't know, like a semester ago. Oh, my remember. God. It was crazy. Um, where was I even going with this? Oh, the Chancellor Rapper. Yeah. Why you created yeah, the yeah, company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was seeing, at this time, Macklemore was just like, he popped off. And yeah. he had the hit songs on the radio. And, you know, he did it independently. And what he did is in his hometown, he built a super strong, loyal fan base locally to him. And that just proved like that hometown, it's like the college, fo- it's like a football team, local yep. football team. Like you may even not like football, but you're going to be like, yeah, like go blue. You, and you right. don't you know let go I mean? of that. You never let go exactly. of that. Exactly. Macklemore's yeah, yeah, yeah. fans that he had five well, years forever ago. Forever be his fans. Still his yeah, yeah. fans. This is Tom mm-hmm. Waits. Tom yep. Waits has been doing this for 35 yeah. years. And right? Chance yeah. the Rapper, Chicago, same yeah. thing. Yeah. All of Chicago, he like made a movement in Chicago with the rap scene mm-hmm. and all these fans supported him and pushed him to the point where he's now an international Everybody, icon. Well, and people come and hire him, Kanye West, any of the big names you've ever known have come and, and collaborated with him because his legitimacy yeah. makes them more legitimate. Yep. Mm. Like there's that that entire mm. movement in, in, in music right now is saying it's not just about having a really good song. It's about having a persona of legitimacy that allows for, and that's your entire brand seems like it's uh, positioned for that. Yeah. And I think Chance the Rapper and Macklemore have figured it out, and I think, you know, but at the same time, they have uh, a certain business sense uh, about them. They understand, and they got how to monetize and grow their fan base. Mm-hmm. Most musicians don't understand that. It's, most it's, artists. It's, most artists. It's about making yourself a business, and it's hard. It's like creating your own business. So. Being a musician, if you're trying to make it, you got to make yourself a business. It's, you know, you don't just make money off selling your album anymore. It's, well, mm. what brand can I partner with Converse and do their commercial and promote their shoe while selling my song? You know what I mean? Like, because you need to. Most, most, I'm sorry. No, no, no. Go ahead. Well, I was just, I'm so excited about, about She's what like you're doing. like oh 900 music. miles Yay. an hour. You got it. We have to keep up here, Patrick. Well, I'm just, I'm, I'm, uh. <laughs> I'm I'm trying not I love I love what you're what you're saying and and I don't I don't want to jump in and mansplain because it doesn't do any good. But mansplain. Um, um, oh my god, he used that word. It's the, it's the word. I'm so sensitive of it. That. The moment I heard it, I was just like, oh god, I might I have a microphone. I might be somebody who does that. I don't want to be somebody who does that. You did it. Did I? Yep. Oh shit. 
Anyway, um, so anyway, so man's playing away. Um, I I see a lot of artists who get onto many of these music platforms, uh, and it's real easy, right? Like you can sign up for any music platform, upload your your song, and there you go, you're off on the run. And so, tell me more about the side of of your platform that's doing the the bigger programming, mm-hmm. which is saying like, th- because just putting something up on Bandcamp or SoundCloud doesn't allow me to to book a show, exactly. doesn't allow me to build a right. contact or right. know right. how to build right. a contact right. with right. Converse. Mm-hmm. How does that? So what what does that look like from the, from the user experience yeah. that you're you've now put exactly and you just explained it well a lot of people no, when I, I first know when I first started it when I first started it because in the beginning it was more of like a streaming thing it's transformed yeah, right, a lot right, to right, the booking right. touring ticketing so people would be like well why are you different than SoundCloud and I'd be like well it's very simple SoundCloud is a platform really well built in terms of like embedding your music sharing your music but it's not about growing a fan base it's mm. hey check out my song it's a place Here to it hold it it's, it's just a place a, to hold your yeah. music um, with IndieU you know, the current platform, it's students, musicians, everyone connects to their university. You're then able to discover what's happening in your local music scene. Yep. The upgrade, you know, then all of a sudden we give the students, okay, great. Now create your own events and parties, book the local musicians. So all the artists on the indie platform are the only ones that are able to be booked by these students or eventually venues, which will be sick. That's a network that most places aren't, aren't able to, mm-hmm. to deploy. Yeah. You know, like who, who are the other people in yeah. my neighborhood? Mm-hmm. And your your reps are the are the the network are the you know the pins. They're the start. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you know, actually giving them, and that was my idea with the rep network. I was like, I don't want to be like a SoundCloud where I'm like, hey, just put your music up here, and hopefully someone's gonna find it. You know, hope's not we a need, strategy. No, it's yeah. not. We need people on the ground that are like, hey, love your music. I'm booking you in this show. Here's 50 new fans. You know what I mean? That's like what I was trying to go more. The for. power, the power of so much of uh, user-generated content like YouTube, yeah. was that you put the tools of production in the hands of the people who love it the most, mm-hmm. instead of creating it and handing it to them. So, like your your platform is it sounds exactly like that of saying. The pe- the, I'm going to just take the people who already love music, who already like getting into shows before anybody else knows about it, and I'm just going to put them in charge of finding exactly. those shows. Well, and if you think about it, too, I don't know if I've been reading a lot about this lately. A lot of musicians, what they've been doing is literally reaching out to their fans being like, hey, we're coming to Seattle tomorrow. Who wants to throw a show? Yeah. And then all of a sudden fans are like, what? I could throw my right. show, your right. show in my backyard? Right. So it's becoming a thing. And I just read another article. Is it called Throw um, Your Show? What did you say? So it's called Throw it's My no, Show. It's no, throw, it's no app or company. Well, I'm just be. saying, it could <laughs> be. Throw. <laughs> Mark Sylvester. It's all about business here. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, Trademark. But, and then throw I, our show. I even read um, about the University of Wisconsin, you know, Madison music scene. It's like this huge movement of underground basement parties. Yeah. And these are being thrown by regular people who just want to throw a party, have a good time, and ha- listen to some great music. So if we can put this platform in their hands and say, cool, not only you can throw a party with this platform, you create the whole thing and people can check it out and buy tickets and book, see the musician that's performing. And, and everybody you have gets a, a taste and Everybody like gets that. a taste. Because that's the, the other yeah. piece is because it's a platform yeah. and because you're helping on the business side and you're helping make business, it, it's as easy to listen to music as it is to be in business with your music. Mm-hmm. Am I right? Did I mansplain? No, no, you no. Did not. You were trying you to explain. You were, what you were doing you was explained. You were demonstrating that you understand the concept, <laughs> which is what I'm always trying to do. So I'm just trying to let you know I know. I got it. I, you know, um, I, I think does this does this play into? And this will this will be a statement that sounds like a question. Hopefully, um, does does your um, 
if if I've got fifty people in a basement and they all buy a T-shirt from me and I get one hundred percent of that T-shirt price versus me opening or being in a big venue and getting only five percent of the T-shirt swag sales or the downloads or the whatever, um, that's kind of is that what you're saying is that, is that like having a connection with with fifty people that really know you is more valuable than than putting on a show for a thousand people who just kind of you know heard about you or whatever yeah well it's really it is really just about that start you know most of these musicians may not have much of a fan base at all so if we can say and and some may never have a huge fan base you know what i mean i'm not i'm not that person that's like yeah you're gonna become famous on NDU. like that's bullshit when people say that you know what i mean with any platform like no you're not it's it's all about how first of all how good is your music you know what i mean like straight up do you have good music and who could if you build that solid fan base, you may only have 10 fans for your entire life, but if those 10 fans want to throw you a party every damn night of the week and listen to you play... You might get 40 fans. Yeah. You might get 40, 40. or maybe those are just the ones you'll always have and they love your music. You know what I mean? One of those 10 fans is a billionaire. Or, yeah, they invest in you because you're a business. Musician, you're a business. Let's talk about quality for a second. So anybody can go... So someone listening to this podcast goes, oh... I could totally do that. And they go to NDU and can they just sign up and be in? So I noticed you were talking about the other countries that listen to this podcast. So yes. right now we are only in the United States. What is it? You're on the internet. You're not only anywhere. But I mean in terms of the college campuses that but we I offer. Could lis- I could go and yes. sign up oh. and listen. Yeah. But um, if I'm at Luxembourg U mm-hmm. and I've heard this. You can recommend it on NDU. You can go to NDU when you sign up. You can recommend your university if it's not open. Right. Um, and we get that. And then if we have enough demand for it, I'll open it up. But soon. Open means put a rep on someone's feet on the street. Not necessarily a rep. Opening it to allow, if there's enough demand of listeners and artists that want to connect to that one university, if I open it up, they can all but connect. But couldn't anybody just sign up? Or yes, is there a 100%. vetting process? No, everybody can sign up. And um, in the next couple weeks, actually, I'm going to open the floodgates for all 5,000 universities in the so, United States. So, I mean, this States. might just blow up because of this podcast, I'm telling you. Oh, Patrick. clearly. Yeah, this is this will be the, this oh, is yeah. the gating yeah. factor. I mean, we got yeah. 10,000 songs on the platform right now. Nice. So, lots to browse long? and listen to. Um, well, the, well, the platform, the current, I'd say two years. Okay. Year and a half, two years. Where, how, um, this is going to be a back end technical boring question. Um, oh, I love those. Well, because it's interesting to me because I always think, I think about these, uh, about people who are doing stuff. We have several listeners who really care about okay. that. Okay. Where are you storing all of those songs? Yeah, yeah, how yeah, do you, yeah. how are you providing storage and are you, are you ready to scale? Because when you open that to 5,000 universities, yeah. like, boom, boom. yeah. So where, <clears throat> how do you have like just storage space and cloud storage or what are you doing? Um, to be honest, I don't handle you should most not of the tech be honest. because <laughs> I'm going to be honest. Up. I already do. I wear 50 hats yeah. and it's hard for me to know specifics of everything. I know we do have uh, Amazon servers. Okay. And we store, um, I know right now everything's on two different servers and we're going to move to like one server to make faster. So you, I know you all buy that. a, you, you have a service, a cloud service and you have it there. So yeah, yeah we store at, all at, of the songs at, but and at, everything. at some point you'll need to have yeah. your own iron. Well, potentially. yeah, I was actually just told by the programmers right now that like things are a little too slow we might have to upgrade. Right. Get so. to a place where, yeah, where you have a little more direct control yeah. over, over the location. Mm-hmm. Well, I just, I, I, it comes up because um, a lot of, a lot of companies, you know, rise and fall based on their, um, 
just on their storage capacity. And and yeah, and if you've got ten thousand songs, you're you're headed in a good direction. Right. And it'll it'll be exciting to that that'll be I'm. You're right. That's a problem that you can leave to somebody else. Yeah. With no, I mean my uh, my dad, who's the chairman of the company, he's one of the first guys with MySpace. He sold MySpace to Intermix Media. Mm. You might want to have him on this podcast, nice. actually. That's, that's <laughs> hook us up. But he, so he he's on the he's on the chair he's the chairman of of this company, and he sees this as being something bigger than MySpace, which is awesome. Um, and which is why he's not just involved because I'm his daughter. He's involved also because he believes in this. Um, but you know, when when they had MySpace, it was an overnight. All of a sudden, everything yeah. was crashing. Mm-hmm. Yep. What are we doing? Yep. This is crazy. And they had to quickly, you know, they fixed it quickly, which was awesome. Um, but yeah, that definitely. That do happens. you think? Do, um, I, I think that the, the the current technology age that we're in right now has this this failed uh, or wrong headed thinking of there can only be one of each thing in the market. Like we only need one. You know, this can only be like SoundCloud or Bandcamp or like there can only be one. We only need Spotify, right? We don't need Pandora and Spotify um, or maybe two. OK, so we can only have two. But like it feels <laughs> like like what you're saying is, is that this is a massive industry that's not being served. And so is there room in this in this in this market for 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 NDU and, and Oh, 100 percent. I definitely and also, you know. To be honest, I look up competitors and I look up things like that. And what we're putting out, especially with this upgrade, it does not. It's a beast. It's awesome. And it really it's like mixing, you know, an Eventbrite with a music streaming platform with a booking system. See, it sounds to me like you're diversifying your portfolio. There. Yeah, like, it's definitely, it's a it's a huge upgrade. No one's kind of, and I, I see why with how much work this has been to yeah. even just come mm-hmm. up with a clickable mm-hmm. prototype. It's it's a beast and it's, it's awesome. Um, and I think musicians, every musician that I've spoken to has been like, this is sick. I've always wanted to book a college tour. I'm always looking to know where, where are my fans. And every up and coming musician, even signed musician, wants to play college shows because they know that you get a college student on board. It's not just four years that that college student's going to love you. They're going to graduate. It's mm-hmm. a memory. It's a part of their life. It's who they are. It was at that time when I was a exactly. freshman. The, the, okay, so the music is free. Yes, so this is an interesting okay, so subject. So how, how are we making money? Oh, well, we, we take a percentage of every... In once the platform launch, the big platform launches, we're taking a percentage of every ticket 2. that 0. sells, as yeah. well as if an artist is booked off a fixed fee, we'll take a percentage of that as well. Um, but but yeah. where's the I want to buy the song for ninety nine so cents? So that's something else we are talking right now. The site's governed under what's called the Creative Commons license. Right? Are you familiar yeah, with this? Very much. You know what? For our listeners, just give us if you have the boilerplate of that. Yeah, just a quick it's um, it's basically. Uh, a license that allows a musician's work to, or not just a musician, it could be any type of work, to be, uh, you know, consumed, downloaded, remixed, redistributed, all for free as long as the original artist is credited. And the reason we started with this was, number one, there was no way we could pay out artists when we first started. Mm-hmm. Number the two, yeah. these are indie musicians, so they're trying to get their music out there and get their fans. So it's like, you got to get your music out there. You can't just expect, I got zero fans, but you're going to pay one ninety nine for my song. Right. You know what I mean? Um, but so the way it's going, though, I'm, I've been talking to different uh, music lawyers. We're trying to figure out, you know. Maybe we give them options. So I want, there's different types of the, you know, the DMCA license. There's different, only download, no downloading or only streaming. You know, there's like, so we're trying to figure out what options we can give the users. Because I've 
a lot of artists reached out and said, "Could you could you turn off music downloading for me?" So when um, when you first dis- came up with this this plan of of what you wanted to do. Was your reach out ahead of your of, of the technology? Were you saying like this is what I want to be able to do, and then you lay it all out, and then and then they had to sit with you, or what was what was that? F- Someone like, had to talk her off the ledge. Well, I mean, like like because where where was the how was it developed from? Okay, I've got this great idea, and then what happened? Where'd yeah. you go with it? Well, the idea it actually came to me in college in the dorm shower. I was like washing my hair and I was like, oh my God, independent really? artist movement. Literally, oh. it hit me. Really? Like, so you should have a whiteboard face. in the shower. Seriously. We do. Do you really? Yeah, we do. That's <laughs> so funny. You do? Yeah, That's totally. great because that's where all these ideas of come. Course, yeah. So yes. this idea came and I jumped out of the shower and I called actually my brother and, I, and he didn't pick up and I called my dad and he didn't pick up and I called my mom and she didn't pick up. I was like, God damn it, I have this amazing idea and I can't tell anybody about it and I was like, it was crazy. It was really it's funny. It's actually good because what that helped you do was formulate like, it even exactly. better. Agreed. So first it was this huge thing where I was like, independent artist movement, no idea what it means, but I huh. know it has to do with the right. fact that the indie music movement is kind of taking over, record labels, do we really need them? This is where all the thinking kind of started. Then it kind of started with a, it was like more of a competition type idea, then mm. it went to just a, a music streaming, then a Marketing, so it definitely evolved to what I'm talking about today, which is where I always saw it eventually going with the booking ticketing, because mm. I think you know students. Was that talking to artists? I mean, I, yeah. I, that feels like you have a really good pipeline with the artists, yeah. and they're saying, God, you know, what we really need, Adelie, is we need this. Yeah, yeah, we can yeah. already we can already stream our music. Right, mm-hmm. we need right. we need a network. Right, because yeah. then and you where where did you get the uh, You've got a business vibe, right? Because mm-hmm. like you're running this thing, yeah. And you're saying, "Hold it, there's this big missing chunk with these indie folks, which is mm-hmm. they just don't have the business hat. They're artists. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We we get that. We we talk to artists all the time. Yeah. He is a professor for yeah, we artists. Don't have to, we don't have to bring that up. And we know, and but we know. I mean, that's a challenge for artists to mm-hmm. to do that. Um, so you're adding that, and that's that's another huge value add. It's like, hey, hold it. We've figured all of that out for you. Mm-hmm. And we're going to take care of you. And, you. and you didn't sign with us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. We're like this school for you. Here's exactly. all this stuff of how to do it. Yeah. Um, that listening to customers and being able to pivot. 100%. Right? That's it. It's huge. I've, I've talked to different, you know, the company has been around technically. The company's 18 Love Music, and but it's called DBA, you know, NDU. That's the name of what we're doing. Um, and I've talked, you know, I've been around for four years, the concept and the evolution of what we've done. And it's be- because of that, too, you know, learning where it really is going and what this really is going to become and not just sticking with, no, this is how it has to be. And I've noticed a lot of different businesses that I've seen come about or, or people that, you know, want to talk to me about business and, and learn something or they have their own company. And a big thing is I've noticed immediately if they're open to pivoting or if they're going to always stay stuck in what they think and you know there's a difference between sticking to your guns and being like no I really believe this is right and being able to understand this is not the way it needs to it's not the way the customers the customers are asking for something else you can't force them to to like what you're giving them you know what I mean unless you're Steve Jobs then everyone's like okay anything um, so yeah, pivoting is, is a huge thing. And, and Jesse Draper, do you know who Jesse Draper is? I'm not that hip. Tell us. So Jesse Draper is, uh, she's actually one of my new investors, which is awesome. And she is the head of, uh, Halogen Ventures. Um, she's Tim Draper's daughter, Tim Draper. Oh, of course. Yeah. There you go. Sure. 
and she has her own. Mm -hmm, She has her own fund, and uh, she invests in women-led startup companies. Love it. And uh, it's awesome because she talked about like one of the biggest things. So all you people out there that have businesses, like a huge, the biggest thing she looks for because she did it purposely. I remember after she told me this, I remember talking to her, and when she did this, and she'd be like, "Well, what about like what happens if later on that." comedians really love what you're doing and they want to be a part of the platform and she would throw this random thing in there and I'd be like yeah you know I mean I guess if if that makes sense for the platform and you know what I mean I she saw she was testing me and and I saw that after I was like okay why'd she do that but then when she explained it to me I was like because she wanted me to see that I was going to be open to if at that time that makes sense for the platform and best for then we can talk about that situation instead of being like nope Nope, that could never happen. It's never wow. going to happen. That doesn't make any sense. By the way, though, the comedy suggestion is worth. It's very good. <laughs> but, um, I don't know if that's exactly I, I'm going to guess but... you don't have time to watch television. No, not ha- really. <laughs> have you heard about this show called Halt and Catch Fire? No. What, explain. It is you. You are the lead character in that show. And it's set in, it starts in, first season was 1986. Uh, it's and even it's earlier. a computer. Yeah. And they, um, they build an uh, a online game and an online community, and it's two women. Mm-hmm. And there's a passion and a vision, and it, we start to see how they deal with investors and how they deal with, you know, the, the servers blowing up and growing. I mean, it's kind of the same thing <laughs> it's exact and you have that kind of energy which oh, you, you have to have yep. you know to you know to, you know you've got how many things do you have going against you right everything yep. right mm-hmm. exactly but that's why as entrepreneurs we do what we do because yep. if it was easy everybody would do it yeah right? and i think the biggest thing too this this woman wanted to talk to me from the hub 101 about her company because she said she's been trying to get, get investment for a really long time and it hasn't been working and I think the the biggest thing too is that investor more likely unless your company is worth hundreds of millions of dollars like you just created some app that generates revenue nonstop they're investing in you yeah. and that's the biggest thing that I think a lot of people don't understand like if you can't get up and pitch your company or you're not smiling or showing that passion to that investor they they may you may have a great product but they it's a turnoff it, as much as weird as that may be, it's like they're investing no, you. It's, it's, it's like, are you going to put your own $50,000 in that right now? Like, give me 50000 bucks. No? Okay, well, then why am I? You know what I mean? It's, I, f- I, f- I feel like you could probably sell this one with a scowl on your face. <laughs> it's a pretty good idea. <laughs> well, thank you. Well, do you think- but it's music, and music is a little taboo in the in the investor world. Oh, is it? Because oh, oh, yeah. Oh, Napster. Oh, and, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it's way tough to get investment oh. in music is it, companies. Is it because, and the licensing, right? It's because yeah, of licensing. it's just so many- Licensing so archaic. Licensing, yeah. and, and to add to it, it's like they know there's a huge opportunity in music right now, but they're not sure How who's going to gonna fix it uh, or what it's like, what's so it going to be. So the standing on the sidelines. You know, so what the best thing I can do is pitch this idea that I have, but also show it's not just idea. It's me. I'm, I'm going to make this happen. Even, you know what I mean? No matter what. So what I, what I learned a long time ago, this saying is you don't bet on the horse, you bet on the jockey. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's exactly what's going on that's here. Exactly. I have a question uh, back to TV. Sorry. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> did you watch Final? No. Is that? Oh. It's, so, an, it's an HBO special or a TV show. It, yeah, Canceled I, after one season. Yeah. Oh. Exactly. Yeah. But it was pretty interesting in the 
behind the scenes look at the music industry in the 70s, 70s in New York City? Oh, what was it called? Vinyl. Vinyl. I thought you said final. Sorry, yes, I vinyl. watched. I watched vinyl. Mm-hmm. Mm. I th- I liked it. To be honest, I yeah, really yeah. liked it. Uh, I was like, this is so. It rad. just this kind is... of got me thinking yeah. along that line about the people going out and looking at the bands and going and finding them yep. and the cool hunters. Yeah, and I I actually worked with so my freshman year at uh, Northwestern University, I signed my artist to Interscope Geffen Records through Ron Fair and Jimmy Iovine. And Ron Fair became a mentor of mine, which was awesome because- So you were in big music? Yeah, so I, it's interesting. Oh, so now it comes out, right? I mean, I wouldn't say I'm a 20-year veteran of the record label, you know what I mean? No, but but it it does kind of turn out that you were born on on an alien planet, and that's why you know how to fly. Yeah, no, exactly. So I started in music management, so my Uh, senior year of high school. It's a funny story. Do you want to hear? Do you want to hear the story? It's pretty funny. Okay, I was at a, um, a Chris Brown concert. I've heard and of them. you, yeah, I'm sure. And the new boys, you've definitely have you heard of the new boys? You're a jerk. I'm, You're a jerk. I know. No, I'm shaking my head. Go ahead. <laughs> Anyways, so I'm standing in line, and my friends are like, you know, you should get this is this is before I was like, I'm going to work in the music industry. Everything. This is I was playing tennis. I was going to be a pro tennis player. That was my whole life. You're on a path. I was on a path, and this took me in another way, which is awesome. It's how life works, right? So I'm standing there in line and my friend's like, you should get these, the new boys to perform at your birthday party, your 18th birthday party. It's coming up. You should get, I'm like, okay, how am I going to get these guys to, they're, they just blew up. Their song was like number one on the radio. She's like, I don't know, just figure it out. So I'm like, okay, I'll be right back. I walk out of line and I walk around, I think it was the Palladium. And I walk around and I'm looking around and there's a door, like a random door. And I'm just Mm -hmm. knocking on this Mm -hmm. door. I kid you not, Mm -hmm. I did this. And these huge bodyguards open the door and they're like, how can we help you? And I was like, oh, it's a nice way to start. Yeah. I was like, I'd like to speak to the manager of the new boys. Not them, the manager. The manager. Exactly. Then then, then he knew I was like, I wanted to make sure I wasn't coming off like a fangirl. Right. He was like, (laughs) (laughs) so he was like, okay, sure. And I was like, okay, yeah. Go get them. And so he comes back and the manager is like, Greg Johnson, nice to meet you. And I was like, nice to meet you too. And I was like, I have this event. I would like the new boys to perform at. Can I have your card? And he's like, sure. He gives me his card. He's like, call me tomorrow. I was like, all right, there we go. So I went and I went back to my friends like, well, what happened? I was like, uh, I talked to their manager and I have the card. And long story short, within two months after that, I met with Greg Johnson like three or four times. We formed a really cool relationship as like a mentor type thing. Sure. And then he brought me in to meet the new boys. I went to the studio. They performed at my birthday party. No, come on. I kid you not. Garrett was there. My brother who's sitting here was there. We had so much fun. We were on the stage. We were jerking, as they call it, which is this whole like dance. And after that, I was like, this can't be over. I was like, I love the music industry. So I went up to Greg after the party and I was like, look, like I want to intern with you. Like I'll do anything you want me to do. I don't care. I'll grab your coffee. Just like, please let me work with you. I love, I love that people who, who ask for internships think that's the worst we can come up with. <laughs> I know. Coffee. coffee. Oh, that's funny. That's cute. Yeah, yeah. no, coffee's no, not I my know. problem. I also yeah. worked at ICM, uh, yeah. the talent agency, and I literally had like money thrown in my face every day. Like, grab me a grande vanilla latte, like every day. And I was like, that's the, okay, that's the kind thanks. of drink somebody orders who's sending yeah, somebody exactly, to get their exactly. coffee. Yes. So yes. anyways, so Greg um, in the beginning was like, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. And I literally followed up with him probably every three days and eventually he's like yeah. Natalie if you're gonna stop 
okay, fine, you can intern with me. Yeah. That's like yeah, literally I'm, how it is. He calls I'm me persistence. like a, yeah, he's, it was definitely funny. So and I start working with him. How often do you talk to him now? He's a partner in my company now. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Yeah. That's so, bring Which it is home. awesome. Are you giving dividends to the person who said to you, you should get them to play at your birthday? It's funny. Every time I see her, she's like, don't forget me. This is because <laughs> of me, which is awesome. Yeah, t-shirts yeah. in the mail. So I started, so then I started working with him at the music management company. It's a Grammy award winning music management company called Genuine Music Group. And we had amazing producers, organized noise. They did all the Outcast first album. Mm. It was amazing. Got a Grammy. Did you know at the time that you were researching what was broken? Did you know at the time, like you were mm, looking at it, mm, you were looking mm, for mm, the thing. Yeah, mm, well, mm. what was cool was because I, I hadn't, it's not like my family was these huge record label execs no, and I grew up in this this world. Space. Yeah, their business, but it wasn't necessarily, my dad was one of the owners of like Motown Records in LA a while oh. ago, which is awesome. But um, so I didn't, I didn't grow up in that world. So I saw it from a very new perspective. And so mm-hmm. I started working in it and I was like, why do they do it this way? Yeah, that right. doesn't make sense. Right. So I started right. seeing right. all these things right. and Greg, he was definitely ahead of the game and he was like, no, 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 there's this is, the music industry is changing. So he would have me draft up these like PowerPoints on the transformation of the music industry, where we could be generating revenue, merchandising, like all these different things he had me researching. And that's really what got my wheels oh. spinning. Then I was like, okay, well, what do I do from here? Let me just start seeing if I have an ear for music. So then I just started looking at bands, do going you? to shows. I think I do. I signed I signed one of my artists to Interscope, so I was pretty stoked about okay. that one. Um, so now when, when your reps find someone, they is there an arbitration type of thing where you – you know, you're listening to, I, I'm going to guess you listen to a ton of music mm-hmm. and now you're starting to say, okay, keep, let's keep our eyes on that one and that one and that one. And let's go work specifically more with that one and that one. Um, I definitely that? keep an eye. I, I can't wait for when I can hire a bunch of people to do a lot of the little, little tasks so I can focus more on the fun part, right. which <laughs> is the music. Right. So, um, yeah. Yeah, I have I, so. I I have so many questions for you because I think that you legitimately have something very interesting happening oh, here. You. But um, one of my as as you describe this, I look at you and I think, okay, this is not the last business you ever make. And so, did you were there like a lot of parallel ideas that you were you were working through? And then this is the like into you rose to the top, and then that's the one where you've put your energy. Or is this just always been like you hit this one? That's the one. It just cooked so hard and so long for you that you're like, yeah. you had to do it. Um, well, it's interesting because I've, I've actually met people who literally just come up with random ideas and they'll be like, this is the thing I'm going to work on. And I actually don't 100% for myself agree with that because I there's no way I would be doing this still if I didn't have the passion and belief in it as much as I do. And if I was just coming up with cool ideas and it was like, oh, we could make this really cool microphone that does this thing, I wouldn't have nearly as much of a drive for it as I do because this like is means a lot to me. Um, so, but I mean, you're I, saying ideas have different kind of um, what am I saying? Like values. Like there, there's, yeah. there, this one is worth this one is worth every day. Yeah. 17 hours, 18 hours a day. 100%. Like I've come up with, every day I think I come up with a new idea where I'm like, wow, this would be really cool to do this or we should make this or we should do this. That doesn't have to do with NDU. But, you know, those will be things later on that I can have another team be doing and I just think it's a cool idea. Yeah. But (laughs) this is what I believe in and that's why I think I I work so hard in it because, wow, (laughs) Wow. Um, Mark's holding his... Well, no, I mean, it's, it's... This is why we like doing the show. Yeah. Right? We get to meet people like you. 
right? And <laughs> and talk, feel that energy, that excitement. Our listener right now is going, oh my God, I'm going to go do that thing. I and hope they go create their company. Well, they, they awesome. do. And they do, right? Yeah. They, they, we we want to make a difference. But it wasn't just this idea. There was, you know, there was the internship. There was, I think the research was I a love big that part. part right? That part, right, that right. part gets me where I'm just kind of like this. You didn't just, this is, I think this is what sets you as, aside from most other entrepreneurs is that you, it's, it's not, it wasn't necessarily your access, but it's that you spent a couple years going, let me learn mm-hmm. my, the industry that I am most engaged with. Yeah. yeah and, and it wasn't her, I mean, you were in the belly of the beast, yeah. right? Uh, and, and you came out and said, and you found all this stuff and you also had the natural drive and, hey, I'm going to go do this. Mm-hmm. And hey, let's tell her some more nice things about her. I know. You guys are no, just building I'm up my ego. No, I'm going to stop. Is there a word for that? No, it's called thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Thanks for coming in. And so, <laughs> Natalie, at the at the end of the show, because yeah. actually we've been talking for a while now, um, we we have this fun thing where we we let you name this conversation. Because what's oh. going to happen, We this, so it's got a title, right? So you, you know about... You know, it's going to be on the interwebs, and we want people to find this conversation. Mm. You're going to have it on your That's side. Tough. And I still love so. that you say the interwebs, and I know that you're joking, but I've heard it so many times where somebody has not been joking lately. Oh, we're going to put it on the pipes. On the uh, cyber. Yes. We're going to use the cyber. Oh, no, the World cyber Wide Web. web. Mm. The www. It's so, big. so, but because someone who has listened to this show came yeah. to it probably from a link from you. Right, okay. they don't know about us, okay. but they came in. I'm going to listen to that show. That mm-hmm. sounds great. I like, I like NDU. We're going to ask you to put it out to the 10,000 people that are listening, and mm-hmm. that's fantastic. To listen to you, mm-hmm. that's great. What's it called? Oh God, can you guys give ideas too, or is this just me? You're you've been oh full God. of ideas. I know, but this is hard. This is like Why when is I come it hard? up when I come with tit- up with titles, I think hard. I'm like, okay, what's going to make sense? Oh, you're not you're not just haphazard. That's weird. Yeah. I wouldn't have, after <laughs> listening to you for 45 minutes. I I wouldn't guess that you were meticulous and planned and organized. <laughs> Let me and think like, here. Yeah. Okay, we're definitely not naming it this, but this is funny. One inter- one magazine interviewed me called Respect Magazine. It's like a hip hop culture magazine, and they named me Businesswoman of the Swag Generation. We're not okay. naming it that, but isn't that kind of okay. funny? <laughs> <laughs> you, you can't, you That'll can't go, you can't say things out loud to Mark when he's got a pen in his hand. And oh say, God, he's writing it. Yeah, I don't want. Um, no, you better it's come not up with a better be one. It. it has something. It, music's in the title somewhere. Garrett, do you have any ideas? Do you need me to turn his mic on? Yeah. Miss Music Independence. M- music Independent. Miss Independent. Miss. Miss Music well it's not about it's not about you it's about your like what's your idea yeah. worth spreading I mean, um, what is, what's the idea behind this that might be it it's an independent music platform it's a music that's a, that's a what not a why movement okay it's a, okay I will find something in there and you'll love it <laughs> oh god we got that's, swag that's called, that's called we got certainty. business we got music and independent yeah well we, we will put it into our random title generator uh, oh which god. is yet another product you can get the from independent us. music movement okay that's okay very, I like the word movement in there that's just give her a few seconds she, she can come she's over getting there. it she's yeah. getting it um, how do people find you on the internet social media on the social media well yes. You can just my Twitter and Instagram is Natalie Edel, N A T A L I E E D E L L. Yep. And um, LinkedIn, just search Natalie Edel. Yep. But is, is it indieu.com? Yep. The website is indieu.com, and all the indieu social media accounts are indieu music. 
indie so music. Got all it. of them are the same. I like, though, when you say it fast enough, it sounds like into you. Like into you know what's you. funny? Like that new Ariana Grande song, it's like, I'm oh, so yeah. into you. It literally sounds like she just says, she's into say, you, she's into saying you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I thanks for the promo. That is what she's saying, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, Natalie, for joining us. Garrett, thanks for uh, uh, providing emotional support here. <laughs> she so doesn't need it. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, we w- reserve the right to recall the guests. Oh, that would be good. Bring her back next year and find out about how, uh, how it's launched and gone well. Yeah, awesome. I, I w- we'd love to do that. So I want to thank you so much. I also want to thank California Lutheran University School of Management and Tolman and Weicker Insurance Services and our podcasting partner, Polstring Press. Love having these conversations here. Our project now going into its second year and over 100 episodes is supported by partners and sponsors. Uh, if you're interested in supporting the mission and helping us do what we do, get a hold of us at 805connect.com slash partners. Patrick, yep. so 10,000 people from all over the world have listened to this episode. Okay. I'm, I'm, this is my certainty. Yeah, yeah. How, how could n- <laughs> any one of those people help us? Well, any one of those uh, people could uh, flip through our back catalog, find some of those other shows uh, that we have there. Uh, Natalie is not alone in providing really good content here on the show. So look for some uh, uh, other 805 conversations with titles that make sense to you. Rate, write, review. Let us know uh, you know what, what's important to you through those uh, reviews. And also subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. We cannot... Uh, tell you how important it is for us to be able to reflect uh, the value of this podcast through the subscriptions that you make to it. Uh, get your mom subscribed. She's uh, been dying for a new good podcast. I know it. Oh, my gosh. And Well, she has that new iPhone 7. Oh my, my mom is so good with the iPhone 7. You right? can believe it. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I love it. So that's how they do it. So uh, thank you very much. I would love to hear from you personally. So you have ideas for guests for the shows. There's some hidden talent that only you know about. You're the cool hunter in your neighborhood. Let me know who that person is. Send me a note to mark at 805connect.com. Let me know also what you like about the show. So until next time, this is Mark Sylvester, your host for 805 Conversations.